0: Alright, I want to welcome all of you to another special Q on 1 podcast edition of the Talk to Q Radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And today's show is brought to you by BattleRiser.com. I want to welcome back someone who's been dubbed the show's greatest guest. Back to instill more knowledge upon us, the hardest working man in podcasting. From the Motor City of Detroit, Mr. Jay Mayo. Jay, what's going on, (laughs) man?
1: Yo, what's up, Q? And I I tell you, man, every time you say that, like, the best (laughs) guest, I just be like, yo, man, you, the show legends, and all of the supporters of the Talk to Q radio show, man, I love y'all guys, and, you know, I got to give thanks to God, man. I wouldn't be in the position that I am if it wasn't for him, so, man, I'm just glad that you guys embrace the things that I've shared on the show previously, and I'm looking forward to having another great discussion with you, man.
0: That's what's up, man. Every time you're on, man, everyone leaves a few IQ points (laughs) Fire, <laughs> and we appreciate that. So, man, what 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 do you have going on to the Write the Real Love podcast? Man, you're always doing something different over there. What's that, I've
1: been man? grinding, I've been grinding, dude. Uh, pretty much anybody that's known about the podcast, they know that I've typically have been putting out two episodes a week. Well, I decided to increase it, so now I put out six episodes a week on the podcast from man. Monday to Saturday. You know, just really wanting to give people that daily fix of the real love that they have a right to man so if you haven't checked out the podcast man make sure y'all do it's called right to real love radio
0: okay definitely man i listen to it as often as i can it's kind of like one of my things i do in the morning when i'm getting dressed i have the podcast playing in the background and everything and uh just trying to absorb whatever i can man you always have great topics and uh, great guests too i always wind up following your people on twitter
1: yeah, man, they be dropping knowledge, man. I be telling people I ain't. I'm not. I'm not to start the show. It's truly the guests, man. They come on there and they shine.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, all right, man. I wanted to bring you on today to discuss just uh, something that's kind of just been on my mind lately. And you, you know, when I think back to my dad and my granddad, they were tough, stereotypical back in the day type of dudes, right? I mean, my grandfather was born in 1914. And um, now he only lived to be 49, but from the time my father was born in 1941 until my grandfather died in the 60s, he taught my father and my uncles, you know, how to be men. That seemed to be his only purpose for the most part, his main purpose, I guess, as a man was to teach them how to be men. And, -hmm. you know, they don't make them like they used to. I mean, you know, back in the day, boys were groomed to be men from the moment they could walk. And now we're lucky if we receive any man training whatsoever. And I know there is no one answer, but why do you think there is little priority on turning our boys into men these days?
1: Oh, man, that is a great question. And I honestly have to say that I think it's because people don't recognize the need. You know, oftentimes when there are things that need to be fixed and you wondering why aren't they being fixed, it's typically because a person doesn't recognize the need. Now, that's not to say that other people don't. It's just like if you live on a block where there's somebody who doesn't cut their grass, like it's it's high, they got weeds, everything is looking crazy. And everybody else on the block takes care of their grass. Then to them on the front outside looking in, they like, what's wrong with this person Right. to the other person that's inside? Maybe they don't even come outside. You know, they stay inside the house. So they're not really concerned about the grass to them. They don't see a problem. Everything is fine within these four walls. But outside of it you starting to mess up the community. I'm definitely sure you're probably bringing out some pop property value as well. Right. So when it comes to this issue of, you know, why aren't people teaching boys how to be men? Why don't people recognize? It really even goes back to the fact that people don't see And people don't necessarily hear how damaged the current state of boys and men have become. And, you know, that goes back to biblical principles, man. I mean, things were typically the same way when Jesus was walking the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, he stated... I think it was in Matthew where, you know, hearing they will, they hear, but they don't understand seeing they see, but they don't really perceive. And I think a lot of that even occurs today. You know, people hear that, oh yeah, it's something wrong with men and boys, but they don't truly understand what the issue is. And people be like, yeah, man, I see these kids out here. They wilding man. You know, before young kids would have respect for the elders, you know, they wouldn't cuss near the church. They wouldn't, you know, dog out the old men, the old women that they see, you right. know, now they have complete lack of disrespect. And it's the fact that they see these things happening, but they don't perceive, well, where did things go wrong? Why is this an issue now?
0: I agree, man. And it's it's, it's sad that it's gotten to that point, you know, that well, people definitely. just aren't able to see it. I mean, now I never knew my grandfather. He passed um, more than a decade before I was born. But mm-hmm. I mean, my grandfather, from what my stories my father told me, he worked six days a week. He went to church, and he did it all over again. I mean, that was his life. It was about making sure that his family was fed and secured. And guys, these days have different priorities. We have different focuses. You know, the type of car you drive is important. The type of clothes you wear are important. Cell phones, Xboxes, easy access to sex. Is that what changed men more so than the lack of teaching? Or do we just not not know how to teach against these things?
1: Uh, that that's an interesting question too. I honestly don't think that those are issues. Obviously we can say that, you know, they may, they play a role right. in some of the issues that we, we may be facing, but I don't think that those things are what I would like to call the root cause of the problem. And I think the root cause, it remains the same as it's always been, you know, from the beginning of time all the way until now. And that, That problem, that root cause is darkness or, you know, if you look up that word in the Bible, you know, in its natural sense, it it stands for ignorance. You know, so it really does boil down to the fact that people do not have the knowledge that they need. You know, once again, you know, going directly from the word of God, I I believe it's in Hosea where God is actually talking and he says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And, you know, I'm sure that that's something that most people have heard. But honestly, the most important part of that sentence or that statement actually comes after the my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. It's the part that comes after which says, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of God, I will also forget your children. And I think that is exactly what we are experiencing today. You know, it's not the fact that we are being destroyed just because we don't have knowledge. It's the fact that we've rejected it. You know, knowledge is readily available. I mean, go to Google. Uh, You can search anything. You can pretty much learn anything. There's a church on nearly every corner in pretty much any city USA. So you can go get the word of God. You can go pick up a Bible on Amazon or you don't even have to pay for it. To be honest, if you got Internet access or access to a library, go online. (laughs) BibleGateway.com. I mean, you can read the word of God. You can get knowledge. You can get the understanding that you need to raise up your child or young boys or young men that you have. Uh, contact with in your everyday life but uh, it's when we reject oh i'm sorry what's up q no
0: go
1: ahead go ahead oh no i was just saying you know it's when we reject that knowledge that we find that god will reject us he'll be when we say you know what i i see what you're saying lord i, I know it's in your word but you know i'm good i think i got this thing handled <laughs> he's not the one that's gonna be like all right well come back Let, i mean i need to show like all right well whatever you know <laughs> like god you know god is like all right y'all You have free will to do what you want, both my sons and my daughters. And likewise, when we forget his laws, like his states, guess what? He'll forget our children. And I think that's why I think we in that phase of our children have been forgotten because the parents in the generations past. I mean, granted, there were some generations past that were teaching the right things. But I mean, when we look at the last past decade, obviously, if we look at the children nowadays, that's the problem. We would have to say, well, what was wrong with the parents that brought these kids up? That that's where that's where the first issue came. Right. So when we look back, man, people are rejecting knowledge. They've forgotten the laws of God. I think that's clear, just based on what's happening in our society at this point in time. And as a result, there's consequences to these actions. You know, we reject knowledge; God rejects us.
0: Mm, that's, that's he real forgets right our children.
1: There,
0: yeah, and I mean, when I think back to um, I know one thing my grandfather always did. He always mm-hmm. made sure that everybody in the house, even if he didn't feel like going, because he got sick, you know, in his, and you know, in his forties, if he didn't feel like going to church, he, you were going to church, or you're going to have to fight him. You know, I like,
1: so he, I like that, and, and we know things have changed, Q. Because think about it, now it's typically the women, the mamas, the grandmas that's like, yo, if you don't get your butt up, you got to go to church. Yeah. It's the men that's like, that boy ain't got to go to church, leave him alone. And, and it's sad because it should be the men, the ones that's making the rally call, like y'all kids better get up. Right. We got to go get the word. Right. And it's supposed to be men who are supposed to be teeth.
0: And it's it's stuck with my father because my father, you know, he's always there for Sunday so school blessed. and everything. And, and and I'm always there, too, because if I'm missing, he's asking questions, you know. Mm-hmm. so
1: Accountability, man. That's the key. Yeah. It's like even here's the thing, man. When your parents, when you grew up in a household where you are made to go to church, I was in one of those households as well. Uh, you better believe that you may not necessarily want to go, but that accountability, you know, you know that if you don't show up, you gonna hear it. You right. gonna either hear from your parents, you gonna hear from granny, you gonna hear from your cousins, yancy or in some cases, if you close enough, your church is small enough, you gonna hear from pastor, you know, yeah. that when you do come back, they're gonna be like, now nah, I know some of y'all, y'all be thinking <laughs> y'all can take Sundays <laughs> off and you know, he's talking to you. He's talking to you.
0: Yes. He yeah. Is. <laughs> that's true man and so i always try to now i'll be honest i don't always you know necessarily stay for service all the time but i always try to make it to sunday school if nothing else
1: that's and
0: uh, you know and it's it, because it's, it's important when it's, when you're instilling in a child that is important when they're young they're gonna keep that same habit going forward and you know overall you know 50 years ago jay we had men with stature and and power to bring the message to the communities and help the people keep their focus now we have a ton of millionaires with the ability to reach the masses but they like the desire to do so so when the communities are struggling like they are where does the message come from if there's no messenger who can reach the masses because I, I mean you know the the pastor and the church can only do so much if no one's going
1: that's real. That's real, man. Yeah. You can you can only do so much if people are not showing up. You can only do so much if, you know, people are unable to. Hear. Another really great question. And I think I want to start with the aspect of, you know, the millionaires and, you know, why aren't they doing more? You know, we always hear that, you know, why ain't Oprah and all these billionaires and these. Million- why aren't they doing more? Right. And I honestly believe because many of the millionaires today, you know, they don't have a concern for others. You know, we live in a society that honestly, let's be real, y'all, it prides itself on independence. I mean, people wave that flag. We got songs. That's all about independence. And it, 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 it totally surpasses just the independent woman. Like it's, it's about an independent society, man. We want to rewrite laws. We want to rewrite the rules. We want to in some cases, we want to rewrite science if we could. <laughs> like we <laughs> want to be so independent that we control everything. And when you look at a lot of these rich people, their only concern is or their I would say not maybe their only, but at least their primary concern is with amassing riches for themselves. You know, that's their concern. They aren't concerned with sharing the knowledge that led them to get where they are. Because let's let's not be real, man. People don't just wake up one day and just have a million dollars in the bank account. They had to do something for it. They had to put some work in
0: unless you're a bush
1: know something that other people don't know <laughs> i mean obviously there are going to be some exceptions to the rule but the majority of people they gain some sort of knowledge right. that the masses either have not taken the time to go figure out what it is or other people just have no interest in learning right. and even beyond just the knowledge the most key part that i think most people are aware of is the fact that they're even less likely to share their riches that they accumulate. So I think that that's one of the reasons why, you know, you look and you say, Well, they got all this money, man. Why ain't they helping the community? Why aren't they helping their people? Because we live in a society that's independent. It's that like you look out for numero uno and that's it. You don't worry about nobody else. Like if you give to other people, you're not gonna get nothing back, even though that's biblical. Yeah. Giving ye shall receive. But right. they don't they're not living upon biblical principles. They setting their own rules, they setting their own laws, and to them it's that's the way I, I I stay rich by keeping what's mine you know I don't give the knowledge that I have because then everybody will be trying to do what I do you know people feel like it's it'll get too crowded at the top but then you talk to some people and they tell you that it's so lonely at the top it's like well what am I supposed to do up here they end up jumping off of whatever the top is and plumbing into their death and it's yeah. like yo bro what in the world right and The second piece, you were talking about the messengers. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Q. I I think that the messengers are there. Here's what I personally believe is the issue. I think the sad thing is that the primary mediums in our society that reach the masses do not allow the voices that need to be heard to reach the masses. You know, TV, radio, those are two of the biggest mediums in the world. Find me some people today that don't watch TV, don't listen to radio, and I mean, it, it'll be a huge population that does, and a very teeny population that be like, I don't watch TV, I don't listen to radio. When you look at television, when you look at radio, the airtime is expensive for both of these mediums. So it's tying right back into that millionaire thing that we just came from. Yeah. Only the people who have the access to the money will be able to have their voices heard by the masses. And sadly, going back to what we were just saying, these people are not living by the right principles. So they're just teaching people more error, more wrong things. And those are the things that the masses are getting. But what it boils down to, if you ask me, is no money, no talk. You can have a message. You got the right thing to say. You can have the answer to every problem that needs to be fixed in society. But if you ain't got no money, you don't get to talk. Not on TV, not on radio, not on the mediums that are truly going to reach the masses. But if you ask me, the voices and the messengers that we need to have the messages proclaim that need to be shared with the masses, they're there. It's just the fact that they're not being heard. They don't have access to the mediums that would allow them to be heard.
0: I I agree with that. Um, I I do think, but don't you think with, with YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, I mean, don't we have options, though? Yeah, we may not be able to reach broadcast TV, but, I mean, aren't there enough options to where they can try to gain some momentum?
1: I mean, yeah, you can definitely get out there. You can start a YouTube channel. You can start a podcast. You start our internet radio show. I mean, you, there you can start a blog. I mean, there are tons of ways for people to get their voice out there, get yeah. their stuff heard. But when it comes to reaching the masses... That's the thing. You may have these platforms that will allow you to share your voice out there. I mean, it, it's out there for the the masses to hear. You know, the but Talk To the Radio show, Right To Real Radio. You know, we out there. We on iTunes. We, you know, we can be accessed <laughs> globally, worldwide. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that people going to hear us. I mean, the minute you post a blog on the Internet, anybody has access to it, especially if it's public. That's I true. mean, anybody can find it. The question is, how do people typically find it? People typically find something because it's where it's in the places that they frequently visit, which is that remote control that turns on a television every morning, every afternoon, every evening, that radio that they turn on when they're in the vehicle. And if those are the only ways that the majority of people are getting things that feed them, the messages that feed them, and you, you're not on prime time, you're not on the radio, then people are not going to hear you. It's only when people do what? Going back to what we were talking about before, you seeking the, the knowledge out for yourself. When you're not seeking it out, when you're not saying, what is this garbage that they playing on the radio? What is this (laughs) trash that's on my television? And you make a decision consciously yourself to say, I don't want to hear that. That, That's wrong. That's error. But if you're the type of person that's like, "Mm, I'm too lazy. I'm not turning the channel. Or "I'm I'm not changing the station. Or I know this is wrong, but... That beat though, man, That beat. That beat. I mean, well, I mean come on. Dog. I know the, the Gossam station is on AM, dog. FM is where it's cracking. You know, so it's just like when people rejected the results, man. We talked about it before.
0: Oh, man. That trap music gets you every time.
1: It do, man. It was so funny. I saw somebody on uh, Twitter not too long ago. When music started making some trap beats, it's a rap. <laughs> yeah. I'm like yo, that's crazy, and you see they doing it too, man. I don't know yeah. this this gospel music. It, it, I don't know it, it had you looking sideways too, like that ain't what Granny used to listen man, to. Man,
0: I've actually seen the term gospel trap music before. Wow, I've actually seen that term before, and I'm like, man.
1: My my question is, what are they saying? Like, because I, I tell anybody, man, I, I I've even gotten into I ain't gonna say I've gotten into it with people, but I've definitely had people looking at me sideways when they were talking about Christian rap music. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm even careful about some of that that I listen to. And they was like, what? Why? It's Christian rap. I'm like, yo, bro, have you listened to it? Like, listen to what they saying. Some of them dudes, you can just tell that they were making secular music. And they was like, hold up. It's a whole nother niche over here. Right. Tax-free. Yeah. You know, let me jump on over here. And it's like, nah, bro. Like, why are we still talking about claiming sets, guns, (laughs) Yo, goons, like, where, where? Like, I, I never heard Jesus talk about no goons. I ain't heard, never heard him start claiming no sets. Like, yo, I, I don't know, bro. Like, yo, I mean, they making their own affiliations. Like, I, I don't know if that's the right oh, way to get
0: man. it. <laughs> Next thing, you know, they're gonna be tithing in the church 40,000,
1: 100,000. <laughs> know, I mean, you know, make, I mean, I'll be honest, man. My pastor was just talking about, like, I don't be on Facebook and stuff that much, uh, but he said that uh, he came across somebody sent him a video of, I guess, some girl twerking in church. I don't know if you saw the video, I guess it's floating around. And you know, this chick was twerking in church. He said she had her backside to the congregation and dropping it low and they exploded. Oh, man. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know how these things are changing and people just don't say anything. We just accept it and it keeps getting diluted. And that's just how it goes now, unfortunately. But, man, something you said on, on my show, once famously said, and I, <laughs> famous? I yeah, once famously said and uh, I'll throw famous out there. See, if more people are going to listen to us, Jay, I look at. All right. Rihanna, Rihanna, I know you're listening. All right,
1: <laughs> that's what's up see yeah claim that yeah
0: go ahead and tweet you know the link to the show for the talk to q radio show and write the real love podcast so jay and i can reach some of the masses out there so
1: that's that,
0: you know that's what that's my challenge to you rihanna but uh no something you said on the show um you said a man is six things a visionary leader teacher cultivator provider and protector and Man, that just stuck with me. I mean, I remember putting it out there on Twitter, and I saved it as a favorite. That just really stuck with me because all of that is so true. But the question is, how do we build that man in two thousand fifteen? How do we build that visionary leader, teacher, cultivator, provider, and protector? And I know that's a difficult question, but I mean, what's the solution in your opinion? Or what would get us think- on the right path?
1: Yo, funny funny enough, the other questions are a little bit more difficult than this one. (laughs) Okay, okay. I I don't know, like, from my perspective, first of all, I just want to say that, you know, those six characteristics, I learned that from the one and only Dr. Miles Monroe, so I definitely don't want to take credit for, you know, that being, you know, my teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, if it wasn't for Dr. Miles Monroe, I wouldn't know the six functions of a real man either, you know, when it comes to the purpose and the power that God has placed in each and every last one of us as men. And the reason I say that this question is uh, easier than the others. I know from the outside looking in, it may seem just the opposite. But to me, it's not because I feel like it's not necessary for us to build that man. And the reason I say that is because God, the creator of all mankind, he's already placed each and every last one of those six functions that you name within every man. You know, so... The focus must be on first reading the manual, reading the word of God, like with any product, man, we have to realize that all of those things that you name, they're already in us. It's not like we have to go seek and find out where they are. And the sad thing about it is, however, if we never take the time to read the manual, a.k.a. the Bible, there are going to be a lot of functions available that we will likely never use or even worse, will abuse them. And I believe that's what's occurring with the functions that God has placed and built into every single man, you know, talking about the male man at this point in time, not the female. And it it seems that, you know, we often will just I think when we look at the main two characteristics that people know of, which is what the provider and the protector. I think that's because people glanced at the at the manual. Mm -hmm. They was like, oh, I see I'm supposed to provide. I see I'm supposed to protect. And they just read a few pages. You know, they didn't really dive in there to see what else was there. And it's good that they definitely proclaimed the message that, you know, men need to be providers, men need to be protectors. But the sad thing about it is when you look at the list that you named off, we're supposed to be visionaries, leaders, teachers, cultivators. Uh, Dude, I'm slipping. What was the other one? Uh, Providers and protectors. Yeah. Was that all of them? I got them all six. Visionary
0: leader, teacher, cultivator, provider, protector.
1: Yep. Got them. So you see pre- protector and provider are the very last things. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're working from the back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like we're working from behind people. We, we, we totally forgot where the start is. And I'm not mad at it. I'm saying I would rather us be proclaiming for the past few decades that we should be providers and we should be protectors. Uh, the only thing that I, I have to point out is the fact that the message is complete. As you've read, as you've learned, just based on, you know, me sharing what I've learned from Dr. Miles Monroe and him, what he learned from reading the word of God, that there are six functions built into men. And sadly enough, many of us only believe that there are two or I use even different word. Many of us only know that there are two. Right. And, and you know, that's going right back to what we we're talking about before. You know, that lack of knowledge. We don't even understand that There are four other things. That we as men should be doing. So when it comes to fixing the problem, which I think is the basis of the question that you were asking, uh, I think the first step is we got to read the manual. We must read God's word. We have to discover what he has to say about us as men. and And the same thing applies to women too. And we also have to discover how he designed us, understand what purpose he created us for. And I believe that it's only then can we as men begin to live up to our Full potential which is all of those six things that you name every man has the potential to be a visionary a leader a teacher a cultivator a provider and a protector that's the way that god designed us that's the way that we're supposed to be and to be honest with you if you don't go in that exact order you're going to be missing something you can provide and you can protect all you want but if you have no vision where are you leading the woman you're supposed to be marrying where are you leading your children right You're not leading them anywhere. And then if you're not in the word of God, if if you're not gaining an understanding of his laws and his word, then what are you teaching them? Are you teaching them what you see on television, what you hear on the radio that really isn't the messages of God, his laws? Then it goes to say, well, how can you cultivate people when you're teaching them the wrong things? You're cultivating people into people that's walking around doing the wrong thing, which is what we see today. And it's like, well, I'm providing, I'm protecting. And now you got people that's not even doing that. And I think that's what happened. You know, people under well, we grew up learning about being providers and protectors. Well, why is it that a lot of men today, they don't do that? That's because those other four elements are there. They don't see the importance of being a visionary. They don't see the importance of being a leader. They don't see the importance of teaching. They don't know that they're supposed to cultivate their wives, cultivate their children. And as a result, at some point, they'd be like, well, why? what am I providing and protecting for? Her? Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> of course, you're going to be like, well, why am I providing and protecting? It's because you don't see the full picture. It's like, it's no point. I should just be taking care of myself. We live in an independent society, right? Right. So to me, I believe when it comes to building that man, we don't have to build him. God already built us. Everything that is needed is already within us. We just have to start gaining the knowledge and understanding from reading his Word, so that we can actually live up to our full potential.
0: J-Mail dropping that science. That's all right, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's all I got, man. I thank God for that. What is going on? This is your man Jay Mayo from Right to Real Love. You're listening to the Talk to Q Radio Show, and I would love it for you to check out Right to Real Love Radio because it's the number one relationship podcast for Christians, and it's gonna make you happier and smarter because you're gonna learn some things about relationships that guess what that person sitting next to you they don't know, y'all. So here's what I want you to do: go to the website righttoreallove.com to check it out, or if you're on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, all you gotta do is search for Right to Real Love.
0: get you out of here on this. Uh given all of that, you know, those six things and you're saying that that's all within us as far as being that man. Uh can a single parent build that man? Can a single parent instill those six things be it a man or a woman into a boy?
1: Okay. Great. And one thing before I dive into this, I do want to just put out there the book. So if people actually want to read up and get some more information, Go check out the book, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Men by Dr. Miles Monroe. And ladies, y'all should read that book as well. And there's also Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women. So just want to throw out there for the people that do decide that they want to gain some more knowledge. So when it comes to a single parent, can they build that man? I got to stick with what I said in the last answer. No, no, they can't build that man because the building has already been completed. You know, God completed that process, you know, a long, long time ago. But here's what a single parent can do: They can instruct their son, if we're talking specifically about men, to read God's word. They could teach them all that they can about the functions that God has built within them. That's that's the role of a parent, you know. And as we just saw before, that's really the role of the man, the father, not the mama. Yes, mama (laughs) can do it. There's nothing wrong with mama doing it. But it's supposed to be daddy that's going to church, getting the word of God, bringing it back to the family teaching it to them, reading it with them. So fathers, listen to me. If you calling yourself a real man, if you saying that you daddy and you taking care of your kids, a part of that is teaching them God's word. And if you're not in it for yourself, start getting it in for yourself and then begin teaching your children those same principles, man. You can't go wrong doing that. Like You, you just can't. So I personally believe that a parent must, yes, I'm using the word must, they must raise their child up in accordance to God's word and they also have to pray that when their child, you know, goes off on their own that they will live in accordance to the biblical principles that they were taught and ultimately unleash the full potential that's within them. You can't make a child do that obviously, but right. as we see in the word of God, you know, they say, you know, raise up a child in the way that they're supposed to go and then, you know, when they get off on their own, that is hopefully what will happen. Obviously there are exceptions to every rule, but if that that teaching is there if it's instilled in them nine times out of ten, even if they're doing the wrong thing, they conscious is telling them that they should be doing something else and that's the key as a parent, you at least want to get their conscious functioning on the laws of God so that when they are about to make these bad decisions, then it ain't on you and them, it's on them and God because you already taught them what God had to say about it. So then when right. your child's thinking about doing something, they're not talking about, oh, well, that was just what mama said. No, God got to hit him like, nope, you shouldn't do that. He'll <laughs> ring in your conscience. And then if you decide to buck up against the trade, then, you know, that's just your own thing. And I think that's one of the things where pe- parents shouldn't blame themselves. You know, yeah. if you're teaching your children the right thing, don't blame yourself if your child goes off on the wrong path. Because you better trust and believe if you raise your kids according to God's words and you pray for your children and they making their own bad decisions, that's not on you. You did your part.
0: That's what's up. And, and man, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, because, of course, everyone doesn't believe in God. And and when I was growing up, everybody I knew went to church. Mm -hmm. But when I got into the world, got into corporate America, I started meeting just so many different people, you know, people Mm -hmm. of religious diversity and people who just didn't believe in anything at all. And, of course, people like to take all the what they perceive as the – bad part of the Bible, like, oh, you can get stoned for anything, or, you know, if you r- believe in the Bible, you hate gays and, and things of that nature. And my thing is, man, just read it, you exactly. know, just mm-hmm. re- because, you know, there's there's a context to everything, and it, and it goes for people who are so-called Christians, too. I know people who know all kinds of Bible verses, but they don't understand the context around it. They don't know what came before the verse. They don't know what came after the verse, and a lot of times it can make a huge difference to how you interpret it, you know? And I mean, so I'm pretty sure you have run into, um, your share of atheists yourself and and things of that nature. How, is there any way you can convince someone, I guess, to just give it a try to just read it and understand if nothing else, read Proverbs, you know, and, and get some, some context on how to treat people or something of that nature. I mean, do you have any advice for those out there who deal with, People every day that maybe you're trying to help or maybe they seek, they actually want some understanding, but don't really know where to start or what to do?
1: Uh, I would say, and this may not be what people want to hear, (laughs) okay? but I think that uh, one of the biggest issues is that we often try to fix the problem uh, by opening our mouths. (laughs) That's that's not the way that we fix the problem. Uh, you know, and this is based on biblical principles as well, is that we're not we can do a lot of talking, you know, and I, I totally agree that, you know, it's you can't go wrong telling somebody, yo, go read the word for yourself. But does that mean we need to throw Bibles at them, beat over them, beat them <laughs> over the head with them? Uh, no, no, you're not.
0: And no, people what, willing to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the biggest, the great, your, gra- your greatest witness in life. And please listen to me, people. Your greatest witness in life is how you live your life. More than anything, more than what you say, people pay attention to what you do. People pay attention to your life. So if you find yourself around people that believe in, you know, other religions or people believe in nothing (laughs) or whatever the case may be, don't necessarily. I would say definitely don't shame those people for what they believe in. But. If they want you, if they welcome you or ask you or provide you the opportunity to actually witness to them and share the word of God, go for it. If they don't simply live your life in accordance to God's principles. And uh, I just put it up here in Matthew chapter five, where it speaks about, you know, being the light. You know, so if you start in Matthew chapter five, verse 14, this is what it states. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Here's the key verse right here in verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So here's the thing. The purpose is for us to be the light in the world. If you are a believer in Christ, you are called to be a light. Like it's stated in that verse, you ain't supposed to be hidden. So if you have the word within you, if you are a believer in Christ, it is your duty to witness to other people. But the way that you do it, according to verse 16, is by shining before them. Allow men to see your good works. It should be the things that you're doing, not the words that are coming out of your mouth that people are taking notice to. They're like, wow, I look at them. They're different. How is it that everybody else on this job is stressing because they downsizing and they letting people off? But this person is walking around with a smile on their face. What's different about them and the rest of us that's over here frantically concerned about us losing our job, just as an example. And the whole thing about it isn't for us to just go out there and be like, yeah, well, you should believe and you should do this and you should do that. The purpose of us allowing our good works to shine and allow men to see those things is not for us. It's all about glorifying our father in heaven. That's the key. The key isn't to be like, I'm doing all of this good stuff so that y'all notice me. No, that's not what it's about. It's about doing these things just because that's the way you're called to live if you are a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. And as a result, when it happens, when people take notice and they be like, man, what's different about Q? What's different about Jay? What's different about her, him, and them? What's so different about them? That glory goes to the heavenly father. It's not on us. So I would say if you want to witness to other people, witness to people by making sure you're you're living your life in accordance to it and trust and believe that the people around you will take notice. And here's the thing, though. Here's the caveat. Let me throw this in there. Uh-huh. If you're not living in accordance <laughs> to the word of God and you say that you are, that's going to that's going to really be like it, it's like your light is going to go from like white to red. People, it, it's, it's really going to be able to be seen because it's like. Especially if you want the people opening your mouths. Yeah. See now, if you're not opening your mouth and you just doing what you do, then they may just be like, "Oh, you just one of us." Right. And that's the thing. If they think you one of them, then you should know that your light isn't shining the way it should be. Because right. they should be looking at you saying, "He's different, she's different." If they look at you and they be like, "Oh, you one of us? Come on over here. Let's go out and do all of these crazy things that the world is doing." But if they look at you and be like, "Nah, we ain't gonna invite them. They're a little bit different." But if you out there running your mouth like, oh, I'm different from y'all and I'm doing this and I'm Jesus and I'm God and Jesus this and Jesus that and Christian this and Christian that. And then you out there and they see you doing some of the same things that they do. They're going to take notice and they're going to look at you and be like, you ain't no different. Right. You're no different.
0: Like like shining a flashlight in the daytime.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So that that would be my I guess my two cents on really how to witness to people. I just follow what, what God says. You know, following Jesus' example, we can't go wrong, man. And he tells us, shut your mouth. This is my interpretation. Shut your mouth and, you know, just live it out.
0: <laughs> and I think that's that's good stuff, man. And I think people need to hear that. And I'm kind of a more of an action, not words type of guy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I have a friend of mine who I've known for about probably seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. And he's an atheist. Okay. And so when I went through the stuff with my my mom and my wife passing in a five-month span, Mm -hmm. um, I was still the same guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. It hurt, of course, but I was still the same guy. Mm -hmm. And he said it was the first time that I ever heard him say anything Mm -hmm. as far as being curious about God. Mm Because he was saying, man, he goes, I wish I could believe in something so strongly that I could remain you know calm through the things that you've been through Mm -hmm. you know and so you're right people do notice Mm -hmm. people do notice you know and it's not all about what you say and i I tell you a story jay i I had a woman that told me one time that she didn't think that i was um i guess spiritual enough Mm -hmm. and at first it kind of hurt my feelings right because i'm like man what do you mean i'm not spiritual enough you you know to, to to be with her right Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Man, what is she talking?" But then I thought about it. I said, "Okay, so maybe it's because uh, you know I don't just like quote off Bible verses
1: mm-hmm. every
0: five minutes, or maybe because I'm not back flipping down the church aisle, or I mean, I didn't know what it was, but I guess it was more or less she was expecting me to be more of a man of uh, of gab, more so than a man of action. Because I'm saying to myself, if I'm living right." then what more do I need to do, you know? And after a while I kind of thought about it and I realized, okay, well, I guess she's not paying attention to the right thing, you know, because I'm trying to live right. And I felt like my actions should be enough and it shouldn't be more about what I said. I mean, was I off base on that? Because do I, do I have to, you know, be the type of guy that's in at church every time it opens, every time it closes, do I have to know every single verse there is to be considered, I guess, a spiritual being
1: were you asking me that or is that yeah, yeah, rhetorical? Okay. Just
0: <laughs> I wasn't
1: sure. It's all rhetorical. So I, I thought it was one of those, like, yo, that's what I, I, I was guess asking. It been, but in yeah, my it head, sure, I was I'm asking like, that what I gotta do? <laughs> so I mean, so if I gotta answer that, I mean, I don't feel like
0: you just gave the answer, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, you gotta do what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. We are all different. And I think that's one of the things that often gets confused as well, is Just because you become a believer in Jesus Christ, you know, you get you become a part of, you know, the family of God. That does not mean that we are going to be the same. Like God, God loves uniqueness. You know, there are some of us. Here's one of the greatest examples I like to use. Just look at some of the most popular, famous, pick a word, uh, pastors that you see, you know, whether it's on television or podcast, radio, whatever it may be. They are vastly different. I mean, you got some people that are showmen and you got some people that just sit there and they just teach you the word. Mm -hmm. The reason is because they're all they're all we hope. Let me put that out there. We all hope that they're doing God's word. We hope that they're all led by the spirit. And, you know, I'm not going to take nothing away from anybody. But that's that's our hope is that we hope that they're doing what God has called them to do. But the way that they do it is going to be different because they're all unique individuals. The same way that I may like somebody that is, you know, that has a little oomph, you know, that, you know, may be able to make me laugh a little bit while also teaching me. Some people that may not be what they're drawn to. You know, they may just like, let me just hear the word uh, like I didn't come here to see a show. It, and it's something that's going to be out there for all of us. And one thing that I had to learn, you know, maybe like a couple of years ago is that the importance of finding your voice. So as long as you know what your voice is whether that's sharing the word whether that's only speaking when you have to and otherwise leading with your actions as long as you know the voice that God has placed in you what assignment he's called you to do that's all that matters if other people don't understand that's on them
0: yeah yeah i agree i agree man and um all right jay so Man, I, I know we kind of went over a little bit, but once I start talking to you, man, I just have to it's keep a good time. <laughs> trying, to, trying to pull that knowledge out of you, you know, trying to pull that <laughs> knowledge out of you. And
1: uh... yeah, I just thank God that he continues to just flow it in, man, because that's all it is, is he speaking through me. So,
0: yeah. And I, I know some people who may have seen the title of this podcast was like, well, how do we talk, go from talking about building a man to talking about the bible and everything well that's <laughs> how you build a man you know you can't go wrong like jay said you have that instruction that instruction manual with you and um so yeah i definitely appreciate you taking the time to to join the show man and chop it up with me always great to kick around with some topics with you and let everyone know where they can find you jay in the right to real love podcast
1: oh yeah man the pleasure is all my cue. i always enjoy you know coming on the show and chopping it up with you and hanging out with your family, the real lover. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just love you guys, man. And I just thank you guys for tuning in and showing love for my boy Q. And if you want to check out the Right to Real Love radio podcast, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast. And if you like to check out the website, you can go to righttoreallove.com. And you can find all of the content right there on the site every episode you know you can go dig through the archives and find what is right for you at this point in your life so i want to thank you again for allowing me to be a guest on the show shout out to all of the show legends and i hope you guys truly enjoyed the discussion that we had today
0: most definitely man. i know i enjoyed it and um uh, you're also um you're doing something for UnapologeticRadio.com, aren't you
1: yes sir yeah man my podcast goes up there every monday at 8 o'clock, and I just want to say it's been a blessing to be a part of that, and I thank uh, D-Wright for that opportunity.
0: Yeah, my man Derek is something else, man. He's, he's a trip, and he's doing big things over there to, at unapologeticradio.com. Oh, yeah. So I was glad to have him be a, a friend of the show as well. So, well, Jay, thanks a lot for joining, man, um, and thanks to everyone out there listening to this special Q-on-one podcast of the Talk to Q Radio show. Brought to you by BattleRiser.com. And uh, I'll definitely be in touch, man. And I'm um, hitting you up sometime in the future. I don't think I'm going to let the year go out before I reach out to you again, man.
1: Hey, that's what I'm saying, man. I look forward to it, man. I can't wait.
0: All right, Jay. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later, man. All right. And thanks for listening, everyone. Peace out.
1: Hi everyone! Did you know that the batteries we throw away are only about 20% depleted? If we lined up all the batteries we throw away in one year, we could build a bridge to the moon, wrap around the moon twice, and then build another bridge back to Earth. Let's cut down on unnecessary battery waste with Batterizer. Batterizer is a reusable micro-thin sleeve that extends the life of your batteries. Just slip it on over your batteries. Guaranteed to increase battery life by at least two times? Because two is better than one!